your turn to... Oh, is it for me? Consider yourself fired. Why are you winking at me? Consider yourself fired. Hello, and welcome to the JT and Drew Show. I'm JT. And I'm Drew. And we're two nobodies talking about nothing. Nothing. Consider yourself fired. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Let's see what uh, we have for today's episode jt what do you got i got a, i got a couple of uh subjects i'd like to discuss with you uh first one being the federal government proposing mandates on the states what are your thoughts on that and um college degree versus technical certifications you know what is your thoughts on uh possibly what could be better for the american economy or you know just mm-hmm. thoughts in general Well, those are uh, two great topics, so let's go ahead and get started. What is your thought on federal or big government making states do things that they don't want to do? Uh, And I'm basing this off of what uh, Joe Biden said about uh, making mass mandates for all states. Yeah, let me see if I can pull that article up here real quick. Because that's a good topic. And I know we don't want to get like too 100% or whatever political, yeah. but it's a it's a topic that needs to be at least discussed. Okay, so I found an article here from Forbes, Forbes.com. What did you type in the search? Uh, I typed in... I typed in Joe Biden wants to override state's mask mandate. Okay, so it says the headline is... Biden says White House checking if he can intervene to stop GOP bans on mask mandates. So the top line is, President Joe Biden said Tuesday his administration is exploring options for intervening in states' efforts to bar schools and localities from mandating face masks, part of an escalating conflict between the White House and some Republican governors amid surge of coronavirus cases. So right there, just right off the bat, I don't know if you caught it mm-hmm. or if it's just me, <clears throat> but the headline and then that top line, they're misleading. So it talks about, uh, you know, Biden checks to see if he can intervene to stop the GOP bans on mask mandates. Like it's a bad thing, you know, like, oh, he... You know, Republicans want to stop people from wearing masks. I I don't think that's truly the case. <clears throat> I think they just don't want them to be mandated. They want parents to be able to choose, yes, I will mask my child, or no, I will not. Or, you know, the individual person to worry about their well-being instead of, well, I need the government to tell me that this isn't safe or this is safe. So key facts, according to, again, Forbes.com, says, Asked during a Q&A session if he has the power to override states' mask mandate bans, Biden replied, quote, I don't believe that I do thus far, end quote, but said his team is, quote, checking that, end quote. Says Biden did not elaborate on what form that intervention might take, but his administration has sought to discourage governors from putting in place such bans in recent weeks. He's blasted as disingenuous disingenuous 
GOP governors like Florida's Ron DeSantis and Texas' Greg Abbott, who have criticized the federal government uh, recommendation of mask wearing while they have taken steps to prohibit masks and vaccine mandates. The Biden administration has been openly feuding with DeSantis and Abbott, with the White House press secretary saying during a Friday briefing they should get out of the way if they don't want to abide by public health guidelines. Okay, so what's the definition of a guideline or guidance? In short, uh, guidelines are advice. Mm-hmm. They sure are. Um, uh, guidelines, the first one is a general rule. Okay. And then there's something in the middle, and then it says piece of advice. Yeah. Or piece of advice is what I think it's Weber Dictionary says. So they're choosing to say, well, we have guidelines. And using that as we have general rules. But what people hear when you say guidelines is we're giving you a piece of advice. Because when you're giving guidance, you're giving advice. You're not saying this is a mandate. Right. That's my thought on it. So, you know, like at work, we want you to follow the CDC guidelines. Okay. Um, no. Yeah, you're it's great. Giving They're the giving option. out advice, but when did guidelines and guidance become mandates and mm-hmm. mandatory? You know, and there's that piece of paper that came out, document that came out for work that said if you don't have a mask, then this particular entity will may provide you with one. Okay, well, if you're going to say that guidance and guidelines are mandates and rules now, then I'm going to switch may to will because they're not too off on definitions for may and right, will. Right, if they're going to pick and choose or interchange certain parts, why not leave the whole thing up for interpretation? Yeah, why not? And how can I spread something to you that I don't have? Well, you may be asymptomatic now. You know, you may not even know you have it. Man... If anything, I could have sworn I got this thing before this was yeah. even a thing. And I'm not saying that the coronavirus isn't real. People are having a hard time, especially with this new Delta variant. So this article goes on to say, and again, this is another thing that kind of gets me. It says, but the administration hasn't been hostile toward all GOP governors. Biden revealed Tuesday he's spoken with Arkansas Governor uh, Hutchinson, who he praised for encouraging vaccinations and expressing regret about signing a mask mandate ban. So it, again, it's more of it's what? more of hey, if you agree with me, yeah, you know what? You're doing great and I'll praise you and all this stuff. If you disagree with me, I'm going to be hostile towards you. That's what I'm reading here. No, yeah, I'm I'm hearing it, but I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around it. So the Arkansas governor came out and was like, "Oh, I really wish I didn't yeah, sign." Yeah, according that to thing. this, they uh Express about signing the mask mandate and are encouraging uh, vaccinations. So he he's praised the governor for that. Okay, but don't force people to get it. Nope. You don't want to encouraging get it, don't get it. and and mandating are two different things. Yeah. Hey, I think it's a really good idea that you get this. The there are side effects. You well, may not be one of those people to get it. That's how you do it. You say it one time, maybe once a quarter. Hey, just wanted to remind you. You know, we still got this crap going on. Why don't you 
do your duty and get the vaccine. And if people still go, nah, I don't think I'm going to do it, then don't patronize them for it. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Especially if right now it's a choice. Somebody somewhere needs to draw the line in the sand. This You are not going any further in this, and if you do, it's an... I mean, this is radicalism, but if you do, it's an act of war and we the people will rise up. The quote-unquote people of authority need to realize that they are elected into the spot that they are in and they are... They need to real. They need to realize that the people have the power, not them. Mm-hmm. But But what they're trying to do is show the people that they know better than the people yes they were elected supposedly but you know i i know what's best for you so you just kind of need to listen to me you don't know what's best for you nobody tells me what's best for me i do my own decum research and i'll figure out what's best for me and if it works great if it doesn't i'll try something else if i'm sitting here dying i'll go to the doctor if I'm not, then I'll do a home remedy. You know, I am I will figure my life out. Am I going to live till I'm 90? God, I hope not. But, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. Let's see. According to the TexasTribune.org, live COVID-19 updates. Texas's four largest counties now require masks in schools as battle over mandates grows. There's no mandates here in Texas. The governor the governor has said so. It says COVID-19 is surging again in Texas. Hospitalizations are increasing faster than at any other time. Local officials and school leaders are pushing back against Governor Greg Abbott's ban on mask mandates. Now, <clears throat> obviously I have not talked to any um, hospital officials. I've got some friends that are nurses that... I'd love to kind of pick their brain, mm-hmm. maybe bring them on the show. Yeah, bring them. Um, but how, how, or what are the criteria to document COVID patients? Because they're saying that hospitalizations are increasing faster than at any other time. But what are you counting? Is it somebody who sneezed, pooped their pants, and has a cold? Well, that's a COVID patient. Yeah, is it... Um well, like you said earlier, they got the rate booger and it pop positive. Yeah. Right. Because I don't think they pick your brain anymore. I don't think they go that far up. It says here, states four most populous counties now have school mask mandates after Harris County issues new order. Houston School Board unanimously approves mask mandate. Brownsville School Board votes to sue Abbott as the district and Edinburgh issue mask mandates. Harris County sues Governor Abbott, seeking right-to-order mask wearing. Masks now required at all Dallas public universities and community colleges. Dallas College reinstates campus mask requirement. Okay, pause there. Yeah. Now, if a private school wants to tell their students, hey, everybody here is going to wear a mask, then that's that's the private school's decision. Yeah. For a public school, you don't, it doesn't, in my opinion, as a parent, you don't need to mandate it. You can highly encourage it. 
and if the parents want to send their kid their kid off to school with a mask then let them do it austin travis county officials requiring masks for schools local government facilities dallas county judge mandates masks as coronavirus infections soar ut san antonio moves most classes online for beginning of semester and then this one kind of stands out to me as well it says white house looking at whether it can challenge governor abbott on mask mandates you can challenge anybody local city well, trying councils. to see they use the word challenge but what they're trying to see is can the federal government override the state governments no but the city governments can sue or counter sue the governor for what they believe the federal government shouldn't be getting involved into any of this if if a mayor wants to run his town one way the governor shouldn't tell the mayor how to do it the governor should just be over the state right then you have your mm-hmm. local your local mayors mayors run the towns the cities governor runs the state nobody should be dabbling into anybody a message to abbott if these school districts want to throw up a mask mandate if the people in that city want that then don't stop them but if they don't want that and you've got a town ram the leadership yeah, but how do you know if the people want it or not it's got to vote necessarily voting on this y- stuff yeah but you got to vote you got to have a poll you've got to have something that shows that majority of the folks want this to happen. Now, if you have a leadership board that's ran by a bunch of Karens or Kevins or whoever, <laughs> if they're ran by that, then the people need to vote them out because, again, well, and the I, school I board is a voted spot. I think it's a lot of wordsmithing, you know, because it, it, the narrative is that, well, Republicans don't want people to wear masks. They don't want to wear masks. They're against masks. Nobody's really against the mask. But... It's not that they don't want them or that they're against them necessarily. It's that they want to give people the choice. Like we were saying at the beginning of this discussion, you know, you know, they're saying you can have masks. That's fine. You shouldn't force it on people. You shouldn't have to have it where, no, you have to have a mask to do this at ABC or XYZ. It doesn't matter. You have to. You know, you could say, well, hey, we would appreciate it if you're feeling sick or if you have symptoms X this or if you've tested or whatever you know we would appreciate if you'd wear a mask so now we're getting into a hot topic um oh hot topic yeah a hot topic so what is your thoughts on college degrees or technical certifications i think they're both valuable i think uh college degrees were more valuable um 10 15 years ago and earlier than that Synergy, that's probably before uh, your time. Um, <clears throat> you done, Grandpa? <laughs> <clears throat> but, I mean, I, I think they were. You know, the the thing was, hey, do well in high school and, you know, apply to college and uh, kind of set yourself apart from people that were just going to trade schools or people that weren't doing that at all, you know, and maybe, hey, I'm going to go work at the supermarket and work my way up to be the store manager one day. It was a more prestigious thing. And people were going to school to get degrees more so that would relate to the outside world and make them marketable. I think today we have a lot more like, okay, college is the expectation. Everybody will go to college. Everybody will get a degree, which has made it 
a lot less of a um, competitive market, I guess, because we're seeing a lot of like, I have a degree in human resources. Oh, Mr. Fancy Pants. Well, what sets me apart from the millions of other people out there with human resource degrees? You know, it's, oh, okay, well, I've got job experience or I've got this certification. Like, I've got to find those things. It's no longer, oh, yeah, well, I've got a basic business degree. You know, I I should be able to use that to launch myself into this career or that career. It's, okay, well, yeah, that's great you have that. So does everyone else. Right. Well, what do you have? You have an associate's? I have uh, one associate's and one bachelor's. Okay, so you have a bachelor degree, and mm-hmm. it's into the, it's in the same thing. Yep. Okay. It's uh, human resources. I'm not trying to make you toot your own horn. I'm just trying to get the listeners to know where you're coming with your thought process. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so when I when I left the active duty, I applied for several jobs. Several, several, several. I mean. A whole bunch of jobs in this city, a whole bunch of jobs uh, out in the Metroplex. I mean, probably close to 150 jobs, just trying to cast a wide net. Right. And these were all, you know, HR type jobs or HR jobs and interviewed for a few of them, uh, whether it was phone interviews, in-person interviews, um, did the online questionnaires, applications, resumes, cover letters. I mean, every little box I had it checked. Did it seem to help that you had your bachelor's degree? I think it helped in the sense that it got me a couple of the interviews for a couple of those jobs. Okay. But outside of that, I mean, it it didn't really seem to be like, oh, hey, this sets this candidate apart. What about your military experience? Did that seem to help you apart? Not a lick. Really? Yeah. And I say that because for the HR world anyway, it's two different things, military HR and civilian HR. And they're really looking for that civilian experience because they're civilian run companies. Mm -hmm. And we just, we don't get that experience in those federal programs or what have you, you know, and I had even mentioned in a few interviews, you know, Hey, I'm a quick learner and I've got the basic concept of, you know, this program that you guys run, we did something similar in the military. You know, I could learn that or this program or that or right. federal leave or whatever the case. But they're really looking for civilian experience in in my case anyway. Because <clears throat> HR in the civilian world deals with pay. Oh, yeah. That's definitely one of many of its categories. Right. And in the military, HR does not. Well, in the Air Force, HR does not. Oh, okay. Yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah. And another issue that I ran into was a lot of these civilian companies, okay, yeah, the degree, like I said earlier, the degree is the, almost like the entry-level checkbox. Okay, yeah, you got to have a degree. Everyone has to have one. Do you have a certificate, whether it's a... uh, entry-level certificate or a mid-level or a senior professional or whatever. Well, no, I didn't have one. I didn't get one while I was in. I could have. Did you know about them? Yep, I knew about them, the credentialing online stuff. The only issue that I saw anyways is that those credentials are only good for a certain amount of time. It's like three years or something. So you take this course, you know, you go through the study material, whatever, you pay however much it was, 100 bucks, 300 bucks, I don't remember. 
and then you take an exam and you pass, then you get your certificate, you get your credential. Mm-hmm. So you can call yourself a professional and whatever, or a senior professional or whatever the designation is for whatever the certificate is. But then at the end of that period, when it expires, you've got to do that all over again. Yeah. Pay your money and take the test again to get the credential. Yeah. And keep it updated. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So it was a lot of, yeah, that's great. You have your bachelor's degree, but do you have these certificates? So I think college is great. I think the experience can be great for many people, you know, kind of that in between the quote real world and, and, you know, leaving home for the first time, maybe for somebody. Right. But I, I think there's definitely value as well in trade schools because like we were talking about with automation and the degree being the, the new standard, if you will, I think there's less people going into trades and learning trades. So they're becoming more valuable because not as many people deal with that stuff. Right. You know, and I mean, I've had to call people to come out and service the air conditioner because I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. I don't know. Or the water heater or, um, I mean, any number of things. Yeah. Cause there's a difference between an electric water heater and a gas water heater. And yeah, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, kill yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, those are valuable skill sets. Yeah. Um, you know, an electrician, I mean, all, all these things, um, you know, and, and I mean, there's an entry level for most things, so it may not be great right out of the gate, but if you stay in it long enough and you get your, hit your certain milestones, you know, you could branch off and open up your own company or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yep. And as long as you stick to your trade, you know, no one can stop you. No one can take that knowledge away from you. And like college as well, but it's more of a on the job training that you Mm -hmm. really built your knowledge base on. Now, so I went kind of through my experience, but I knew a guy in the Air Force who was a comm troop, so he dealt communication, cyber stuff. Yeah. He was an E5, and he separated. Okay. I think he'd done maybe six, seven, eight years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Decided to separate, but he was a big nerd, and he loved that type of you know coding and programming and, and all these things. Oh, yeah. And he got his degree, and he got different certifications and C plus and this and that and oh, work all on building computers stuff. and yeah, yeah just you know took advantage of his time in and after he separated he got hired on I want to say it was a GS 14. So my take on college and uh, technical degree when I graduated high school I went to community college and spoke with the counselor there and they said what do you want to do and the first thing that came out of my mouth was i want to be an archaeologist and it wasn't because of indiana jones it just wasn't not that i don't like the movies it just he didn't influence me i said okay well what's your backup plan i said well if i don't want to if i can't be an archaeologist i'd like to be a history professor and they're like okay so they handed me my these are the things that you're going to need and then we'll apply for an actual university and you can go further from there. So I did about two semesters of community college and I was on my own. I was living, I was living, I was living on my own and I had to figure out 
do I want food on the table, food in my belly, or do I want an education? And the food in my belly won over an education. So I tell people, yeah, I went to college once lots of times. I did two semesters. It, even to this day, I would love to go on an, archaeolog- an archa- uh, archaeological dig site or something. Because that still intrigues me. I still want to do it. But I do not have the desire to go back to class. While I was in the military, I took um, an online speech course. I figured, hey, I'm really good at public speaking. Should be fine. Should be great. The video portion of it, on point. Perfect. My professor said I was absolutely one of the best ones. The paper portion, garbage. <laughs> uh, I can't write worth a hoot. I can I can do bullet points, and I can talk about those bullet points mm-hmm. all day long. If it's a subject that I know, I can stand up in front of I can stand up in front of people and talk all day, and actually like it. I actually like doing something like that. But give me a subject and give me some bullet points and give me a bit of knowledge, and I, and I I got you. I can do it. Now a technical degree. Um, is to me a lot better in the sense that we don't have that many technicians or technical degrees in America. We're kind of outsourcing from what I've done uh, my research on. We're kind of outsourcing a lot of this stuff. If we had more technicians or technical educated people, I don't know how, I don't know what the right term is, had more people in technical colleges our technical certifications, then I think our country would be a lot better as far as not having to outsource a lot of the jobs that we do, i.e. electrician, right? So when I joined the military, I had two options. I was either going to be a human resource advisor or I was going to be an electrician. I told my recruiter, I want to be an electrician. Slapped me on the back and said, congratulations, you're human resource advisor. And I was like, God <laughs> bless it. But I didn't know I could fight it. So I joined the military and that's what I became. I wish I would have said no. I wish I would have waited for an opening because an electrician outside the military, if you get all that knowledge and and uh, know-how and on-the-job training and everything. Mm-hmm. The <clears throat> job. Your certs and whatnot. Yeah, the the job, the actual jobs outside are almost endless because you can go mm. into construction, you can go into industrial, you can go into repair, you can go into old timey stuff. You can, I mean, there is almost an unlimited amount of stuff that you can be as an electrician. You can come up with motherboards if that's what you want to do and learn how to solder and blah, blah, blah. And, and I know people do it on the. They do it in their spare time, and a lot of people are smart about that. But and you could have the actual know-how to do all that stuff, and, and the electrician is just the way to go. I encourage, if I see somebody, I don't really know what to do with my life. If I see somebody, I will point them in the direction of a technical college. Hey, because when I went through high school, they had just stopped the automotive shop class, mm-hmm. I think by a year or two. It was it was a requirement when my brother went through, but it wasn't um you had to have something 
So you were either going to be um, FFA, you could either do welding, or you could do shop class. So when they, when I was going through college, I was like, yeah, or high school, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go into shop class because I don't know anything about cars, and I would like to be more knowledgeable about it. Well, they had dropped it. So I was like, well, I'll go do welding. Um, I think I took it twice. And the first time, I didn't fail it. I didn't make a great grade, but I didn't fail it. Um, I absolutely loved it. And then the second time when I took it, we were building trailers and all sorts of grills. We were um, smokers, grills, and, and we would donate them to all, all across the nation. I mean, that stuff was so fun. But then you can take that knowledge, go to a technical college. You already know how to do the welding because of high school, for me personally. Uh, you can take that knowledge and go into the technical degree. And you can go work in the oil fields, which a lot of people do. Uh, good money. You can go up to Alaska. And I'm doing my little finger things. You can go up to Alaska and work on the pipeline up there. And those guys make a butt ton of money i mean a butt ton or unlike me if you like the idea of going underwater and doing that stuff those guys get paid again a butt ton of money and yeah, be a diver yeah an underwater welder oh my gosh okay i was just watching a show about that the other day yeah i mean it's it's mind-blowing on what technical degrees can get you uh, well, and they're really a good way, I won't say inexpensive, but less expensive, right? Ah, hang on, a hang good on, hang way on. To I'm, I'm getting into that part. Get your feet wet. Exactly. You get your feet well. In the technical college, you get more or less OJT, on-the-job training, mm-hmm. while, go, while getting your certification or while getting your knowledge base or whatever it is, okay? That's a f- fantastic trade now you have somebody like me who wanted to be an archaeologist but i would have had a hundred thousand dollars in debt just because of the programs and everything that i needed to go do oh and then i had to do internships and sometimes those internships you have to pay them to do what you want to do and whatever right yep i would have been in stupid debt just to get my degree and probably would have taken me 20 30 years to pay it off until i can actually start making money for myself so yeah if you get a technical certification then you know you're going to be owing back you know a fraction of what you would get if you got a degree and you know i think that would work out better for you as a person because you know you're going to pay it off quicker and you're going to start earning your money a lot sooner you just have to figure out what's best for you what do you want to do in life sounds like sounds like you got options yep as always, we'd like to say thank you for stopping by and listening to the podcast. Yeah, we realized that uh, you could have been doing anything uh, way more productive, but you chose to waste your time with us. We look forward to talking about absolutely nothing with you next time. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, please email us at jtandrewshow at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash jtdrewshow.